Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about the first two episodes of Ahsoka. I believe episode three is uh, currently airing as we are recording. Yes, I believe uh, we just yeah, missed I the premiere so. of it. That's too bad. Uh, well, uh, oh, well, welcome to the uh, <laughs> 2008 Club. Uh, that's how Disney Plus releases their stuff. But anyway, we're, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. Talking about the new Disney Plus Star Wars television show, Ahsoka. Um, long anticipated, um, but obviously we will not we will not be talking about it until after we get to the news because we don't want to spoil anything for those that don't want to hear anything about it. So, but first, Dylan, what'd you find this week? All right. So it's another like kind of light news week. You know, I feel like I said it every single week. But it is. There's always some gems. Um, our first gem comes in the form of uh, a new Zack Snyder trailer, which yes is always appointment viewing on the podcast, like Abs- for better absolutely. or worse. I feel like, and this is a uh, Rebel Moon. If you are like oh a regular God. listener, you know what this is. But for those that don't know, this is the Zack Snyder directed, um, rejected. Star Wars script, which apparently I guess he was going to do a Star Wars movie at some point. Then he switched up the script, uh, assuming changed all the names and a bunch of, of course, know, races and species and yeah. yeah, that are Star Wars specific. And then uh, took I mean, it to he, Netflix. I mean, he didn't take out the lightsabers though. True, true. Blazer swords. Blazer I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he took it to Netflix. Uh, it's going to be released in two parts. There is a part one called A Child of Fire that comes out December 22nd. And then part two called The Scar Giver, which comes out April 19th. Uh-huh. Um, also, I would like to first... point out the trailer is three and a half minutes. Michael, it is 3.42. Stop. It's almost, this is, it's closer to four. It's insane. Ugh. Um, I... I normally don't like, even when it's kind of long, I normally don't feel a trailer's length, but it kept going and going. I was like, oh my God. Cause it was all very quick, like, um, like, I don't know, features of little action scenes, you know? Right. Right. And it just seems so densely packed. I was like, this is really going like a music right. video. It, it felt like they were trying to give me so much data in this trailer. Or so much, you know, to go on. Like, and we have this, and we have this. Look at that guy. Look at that ship. Whoa, did you see those laser swords? You know, it felt very, um, check out all my cool stuff trailer, which I guess is what a trailer is supposed to be. Um, yeah, but I feel like you're supposed to do that in like the last 20 seconds of the trailer, of a two minute trailer, you know? Not a four minute trailer. Like, you set up the plot, and then you do like the boom, 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 like cool stuff, and then it ends, and you're supposed to be like, ah, I wanted more, you know? And this right. one's just like, oh my gosh, enough. Let me leave. Um, right. So, what do we, so <laughs> what, what do we think about the trailer actually? Aside from just ripping on it, what do we think? Um, well, I wanted to say, I think the trailer should have been like one more thing about the trailer itself. Oh, sure. I think they should have taken another note from Star Wars and been like, very sparse with the footage like a teaser you know like a yep. oh it's coming like that would have been like more exciting to me but i agree trailer itself i thought the visuals looked good i did like too. every snyder movie does you know right. um, i mean he's got that going for him like it it looks polished and it, it looks very good i don't mean it looks very good i mean it looks f- visually very good to look at 
Yeah, especially for a Netflix movie. Um, yeah. But I did... I was just distracted by how derivative it felt of, like, Star Wars and, like, some Dune. of... Recent Dune. I was say specifically Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Yes. I didn't, I didn't see much of the old no, Dune. No, this looked a lot like if Denis Villeneuve, for some reason, made a Star Wars movie after making a couple of Dunes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It felt the same way. Yeah. It, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's how cinema works, right? That's how art works. You, you take inspiration from things that have already come before you. Uh, that being said, there's only been one Denis Villeneuve Dune and it felt a lot like that, you know, and this is a big name director, right? Who should be doing his own thing. And I mean, it did give, it did have a lot of the Snyder, you know, um, I was gonna say Snyder stink, but it had this the the Snyder you know fingerprints on on the trailer anyway. Like there's slow motion and just it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm not looking and forward had, to this. I, I mean, I am, but I'm not. Yeah, I feel like also with like four minutes, we should have gotten maybe the plot. I have no, no idea what this movie's about. No, well, it's a movie, it's right? Not a show. Two movies. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Two. I mean, obviously. But I, I. I don't know. I I could see all the Snyder stuff that I like. Normally, I probably receive this better, but I saw like cold badass female protagonist, which is like suck like a wonder his Wonder Woman, his Sucker Punch. You right. know, it's like we've seen her a million times too. I feel like uh, I don't know. I don't know. It looked stale to me. You know what I mean? I also love. Yes, I completely agree. I love that Zack Snyder describes it as being inspired by Seven Samurai. Like, yeah, get, uh-huh. get out of here! Like the, the like epic samurai movie. Like, okay, that's you know my movie. Like my movie is kind of like um, Citizen Kane. It's really inspired by like one of the most foundational films of all time. Yeah, I really took a lot of inspiration from that. You know. You ever heard of a little movie called The Exorcist? Yeah, I'm taking inspiration from that. Yeah, it's like The Godfather meets The Avengers. Ugh. You know, it's like that. Um, okay, well, my next story is more Rebel Moon talk, if you're I okay know. with that. I, I'm so ready. I already know what it is. I already. It's like I, a long quote. You could, Well, okay, one of the quotes from it I'll read. You kind of segued into it, which was like how to describe the movie. Ugh. And it said one of the stars, Ed, Ed Screen, Scrine. Um, grind i don't know the villain from deadpool he's in it um he said when he was being pitched a movie he said zach told me it's like star wars but with violence sex and swearing (laughs) um specifically talking about sick dude yeah cool is that what is he talking about part one or part two so he's talking about that's what story is the r-rated director's cut um so Dylan, dylan it's on the way michael this, this movie's not out yet. Like yes, but we need to start posting about the director's cut. So the Snyder cut <laughs> continues. Yeah, the Snyder cut will never well, end. Then, then what are we watching? If we're, what um, are we going to watch on Netflix if this is not the director's cut? What is the point of getting your movie directly on Netflix if you're yeah, not able to make it whatever you want? Yeah, especially when like you're pressured to make things shorter for movie theaters so that you can fit more showtimes in the day, you know? And but you've like, already got two Netflix, movies out of this pitch. 
Yeah. Maybe there'll be two director's cuts. I don't know. Oh, my God. But Rebel Moon Part 1 has a director's cut. I'll just read you what Zack Snyder has to say about it, okay? Yeah. Um, he said, the director's cut is close to an hour of extra content, so I think it's a legitimate extended universe version. Um, I don't remember. An hour? I should, have looked up, I should have looked up how long Rebel Moon is, like, the first one. This, originally. this is going to be, like, four hours, right? Like, there's no way Rebel Moon is, on, is not three hours. I don't know. This is unrelated, but Ridley Scott said today that his <laughs> Napoleon movie that's coming out has a 4.5 hour director's cut Come with on. more more of the female character. I don't know. Oh um, anyway, Snyder continued. He said, you really get to see a lot. It's just more painted in all the way. The director's cut is a settle in deep dive, which I have notoriously done throughout my career. I don't know how I got to the director's cut thing, but I will say about it is that for me, the director's cuts have always been something that I had to fight for in the past and nobody wanted it. Uh-huh. Um, it was a bastard child that I was always trying to put together because they felt like there was a deeper version. And with Netflix, we shot scenes just for the director's cut. So in that way, it's really a revelation because it gives that second kick uh, at the can for big fans, like a real discovery that they would not otherwise get. I'm really excited about it. Uh-huh. It sounds like he wants to make a TV show. Yeah. He should well, do a it's mini supposed series. to, right? Is this supposed to be like a video game TV show? There's already a tabletop role-playing game coming out for this. There's also a video game coming out from this, but we don't know much about it. Or he wants a video game to come out for this. I'm sure he does. Whatever. Um, It really I, wants to be Star Wars. <laughs> look, even if I wasn't doing the podcast, I would definitely be watching this, but not for the reasons that Zack Snyder wants me to watch it. But I guess ultimately it doesn't matter as long as I watch it. But I'm True. very excited for this. I'm very excited yeah. to hate watch this. Yeah, I want to make some kind of like cool event out of it. You know, it's got to be. You can't watch this alone. It seems sad. Don't let me watch um, Rogue, Rebel, Rebel Moon alone. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. Um. Yikes. What do I have to say about? Was it coming out? We don't know. He's just campaigning for it. It's not coming out at this point. Mm, okay. I assume he shot things, like he said, he shot things specifically for it that will need VFX work. So, and he said it would be a second kick at the can. So I think it would come out much later after the first one. Sure. Um, If they were smart, they would do the director's cut right before the second one comes out or in between the two uh, to get hype going for it again. But I feel like they won't do that. Um, I mean, we're going to (laughs) see. I'm tired of director's cuts in general, like you. So there's not much Me more too. to say about that. Like I, they used to be like legitimate things, like studio meddling prevented. You know what I mean? Like absolutely, yeah. Not just like an expected. Oh well, when we get the director's cut, we'll see. No, the director's cut doesn't make a bad movie into a good movie. That's not how that works. It's that's but that's everybody's defense. It seems to be like if a movie that they're really excited about is kind of mid they're like oh we'll just wait for the director's cut i bet you it's going to be better like it i bet you it won't be like yeah used to be like a completely different thing like donnie darko i remember specifically the the director's cut is a completely different movie not completely but like it's a very different film very different experience and it used to be a very uncommon thing 
It just doesn't make sense here. If you're making two movies, presumably with two director's cuts, it's probably eight hours. Just make a season at that point. It sounds like right. you don't want to make movies. I don't know. Because he's not saying it's better. He's just saying it's more. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Um, I will I will be seated, though, uh, for this movie. Like, Absolutely. Like Michael. Excited. Um, if, I hope there's a Fathom event. <laughs> I would definitely go. 100%. Um, they show Netflix movies at Cinemark, so I would. Yeah, let's I might go. Be going. Um, right after I say I hate director's cut, Barbie is returning to theaters <laughs> for a limited IMAX run with a po- new post credit scene. It's not really a director's cut, but no, there's a scene at the end. Uh, it's rumored to be Midge giving birth. I don't know. It's going to be like a <laughs> fun little, okay, a fun little scene. I don't know if I, I mean I really enjoyed it, but I don't I don't know if I need to go back for that. Um, I would go back for the IMAX release. Uh, if Mark oh, because we didn't there. That's right. Yeah, it didn't release an IMAX at all, like anywhere. So well, it was like, up against Oppenheimer, which was yeah. definitely the the movie to see in IMAX if you're going to see one. Absolutely, yeah. Um, well, that's exciting. It did recently become the highest grossing release of 2023. Beat Mario. Um, but yeah, on September 22nd, it'll have one week in IMAX, and the new post credit scene, like I said, is. Apparently Midge, I don't know. We'll see. Which That's I exciting. learned recently that Midge, the actress that plays Midge, is the director of Promising Young Woman um, and something else. I really like her. She has a new movie coming out this year, too. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so if it's extended and it's Barbie, I'm okay with it. Absolutely. Um, That's acceptable. Okay, we got more DC news. I have this in a weird order, I guess. Some Suicide Squad, David Ayer stuff. Not that uh, you're cut. This is not really news. It's more of like a prompt. Um, he said he was talking about how to fix DC. He's still like uh, talking about his his director's cut for Suicide Squad that he wants to come out. Um, but in regards to how to fix DC, he said, easy solve. Let filmmakers have their vision. Don't operate from fear. Be daring. Look at what worked. Don't chase the market. DC has always had the best characters in publishing. They're dark, intense, and thoughtful as the dark, intense, and thoughtful as the brand. Um, I agree with some and don't agree I, with other parts. Of I was about statement. to say I completely agree, specifically with the part of like don't meddle and let directors have their vision. I completely agree. That's how you get more interesting cinema. Is it all going to be good? Not necessarily, but I think that does breed better film. Agreed. Um, but the whole like DC's got to be dark, intense, and thoughtful. Get out of here. I mean, sure. I mean, there's room for that, obviously. But like, you're, yeah, you're but he sa- said you're... that's their brand. I don't agree with that. But well, and he's also contradicting himself. Let directors do what they want as long as it's dark, intense, and thoughtful. Like, get out of here. Yeah. Like you're already you're taking with one hand and giving with you know, giving with the other. He also contradicts himself because he says, "Look at what worked." You're. None the Suicide Squad that isn't your cut was a huge success financially, you know? Um, and he complains about how much comedy they injected into that. So, like, Blue Beetle's the best thing worked. they've done in years. So, like, I don't know. Like, don't disrespect Shazam 2 like that. I'm so, I'm sorry to Dame Helen Mirren. Yeah, I don't know. That's just not the right solution, I feel like. I disagree. No. I Sorry, mean, David. his heart's almost in the right place, and then he just is wrong. Let directors do what they want if it's me. Is what he's saying, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like. Um. Okay, so more uh, WB news. 
this one's a bummer. I know we already talked about it, but Dune 2 has been pushed. We kind of like predicted this, I feel like, yeah. to 2024. Um, Nobody's surprised. Yeah. Uh, with the ongoing SAG AFTRA and WGA strikes, they pushed it by four months from November to March 15th of next year. And this is because they can't really promote it, you know? Um, even if the strike ends before that, they need time to like formulate and execute a proper campaign. Um, and they can't do that. So this is because they're not willing to pay their talent, you know? So it's like not yep. even for a good reason, you know? It's not even like a pandemic push. It's just like you suck and you're <laughs> we're suffering now, you know? Yep. Um I'm not suffering by the fact that they also pushed Godzilla X Kong uh back as well. Um <laughs> that's fine with me. You could oh, push that yes. to never. I mean straight okay to video. It. Yes, push it to HBO Max. No, I take it back. I'm very against that. Release it theatrically, let people get paid, but like, I don't have to go see it, okay? <laughs> yes, we do, Dylan. Um, They also pushed back Lord of the Rings War of... Oh gosh, I don't know how to say this word. Go it's ahead. It's a Lord of the Rings word. I'm sending it. You, oh, you no. say that for me. Say it for R- me. Rohirrim. Okay, Uh, yeah, that one. Um, War of the Rohirrim. Yeah, those? the Were Horse they? Lords. Okay. Okay. Got it. They m- moved it back from Come April on, to December. This guy. I'm sorry. I don't like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I think it's animated. This movie. Pretty <gasps> sure. Sorry, Yuck. Michael. Um. So, well, at least you don't have to be upset that it's being pushed. That's true. And then so far, Wonka, uh, December fifteenth, Aquaman, December twentieth, and Color Purple, December twenty fifth. All their films are not being moved. It's wild that they. Are releasing three tent poles like five days apart each, but then they're like pushing things back, like they're not gonna have enough movies. I wish the summer and the winter would just be stretched into a monthly tent pole movie, you know? <laughs> yes. That way we could just not like starve at times, you know? Like I have I nothing agree. to see right now. I'm not gonna go to Gran Turismo. I mean, we could. We could, but I won't. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, that being said, National Cinema Day, which I was set up at on sunday was clearly a big success because people were just walking in without tickets which i guess people do i always forget that that's a thing um, was at the door. everything was sold out for every screening so no one could go see anything they were just walking in and leaving <laughs> that's unhappy. i mean that's awesome that's that's well i mean not that people were unhappy but for the theater that's that's a great success yeah i hope those people come back absolutely Last is like a little bit when we don't know much about it, but apparently um, a second season of She-Hulk Attorney of Law is oh. planned and in early development and will resume development as soon as the w- WGA and SAG after strikes come to an end. Hey, that's so, exciting. Uh, even more reason to push for the strike to end, you know, although there's no end in sight. There's been like some negative developments this week. Like they met again, tried to negotiate and no one was happy. So yikes. Um, a podcast I listened to um with some game designers on it It was recorded before gen con which you'll if you'll remember was uh, the first week of august and they referenced the writer's strike and like well this 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 episode is going to be like a month out so hopefully the writer strikes over by the time where this comes out but like oh yikes nope it's giving us talking about the pandemic yeah i hope this doesn't go to like i hope we don't have to cancel um (laughs) whatever the first (laughs) two weeks movie away is yeah, we're gonna play that. That'd be funny. Yikes! 
Yeah. That's okay. Right. But that's all the news I have. All right. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to do our picks of the week. And I have a cheat, Dylan. Oh, what is so, it? Well, I'm actually picking two things. So I'm picking a game, of course. But I'm also picking four different comic books, picking the IDW Endless Summer mini uh, little one shots. I think those are tons of fun every year. Um, They do uh, beach themed uh, one shots for their little books. Uh, D&D, My Little Pony, Sonic the Hedgehog and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, particularly the D&D one I'm looking forward to. But go check those out if you want something fun. Um, But the game is Werewolf the Apocalypse, fifth edition coming out this week. Uh, Big release, all locations. Um, our launch event is already sold out. We play, have plenty of copies of the book, but the the game, the event that we're running, is gone. But uh, nice, you can still participate and get a copy of the book. That's cool. Yes, my pick is an anthology book. It is the Distillery, which is a new publisher um with a bunch of cool creators they they have like a little anthology book not little it's big it's big um it's like magazine size yeah called devil's cut that's right that's like these a bunch of books coming out and a bunch of them look super so i haven't read it yet um but a bunch of them look super solid and uh yeah i don't know yeah it's it's very reminiscent of heavy metal magazine which does not exist anymore so yeah and i'm hoping distillery is cool i'm hoping it's like a bad idea but better you know situation That's what I'm hoping That's, for. It's giving that. So I'm hoping it it actually continues to be that way. I'm optimistic. Um, yes. Okay. So getting into my news real quick. I do have several news stories this week, but not, well, not too many, but nothing that requires a, a huge level of discourse. Um, movie review we reviewed last week or the week before. Uh, the Last Voyage of the Demeter is now available at home already. Two weeks or so. Dang. Um, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's on the like, rental $20 or purchase for $25 model. So like, it's, you know, it's still not the $3 rental, but also but why still. would you rent it for 20 when you could buy it for 25? Like, why would I do that? But anyway, I, d- if you go back to my review, that was when we did the dual review and Dylan reviewed the Meg too. I really liked Demeter. I thought it was really good. Um, I think this would be really uh, an excellent home watch. So I think we'll do that. Go check out the trailer and watch it at home. Speaking of home video releases, Terrifier 2 is getting a 4K uh, HD steelbook uh, that is Walmart exclusive, which just like the first uh, Terrifier uh, 4K was also Walmart exclusive. I am very much looking forward to this. I will be buying it. Uh, We love Terrifier 2. I'm sending Dylan the steelbook. It looks like a steelbook, but I'm excited for it. That's cool. Yep. It's going to have, you know, New features, Terrifier 2 convention phenomenon featurette and interviews with the cast and crew, director's commentary, 
the whole deal. Um, but when is the movie re-releasing in theaters? Well, Dylan, it's funny you say that. November 8th. November Dang, I 8th. Didn't, I didn't know you had an answer for that. Okay. Yes. Uh, November 8th. Ter- that was my next news story. Um, Cineverse and Bloody Disgusting are bringing Terrifier 2 back to theaters on November <gasps> 8th. Just when you thought it was safe to go back to theaters, Dylan. Um, Terrifier 2. <laughs> uh, the unrated mega slasher. It's coming back. Um, it's, uh, Can we go? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Have you seen the first one yet? No, but I will. Okay, I'll do good. my homework. I'll, I'll let there you was something. It. Remember something annoyingly conflicting with the re-release of the first I know. movie? I forget what but, it was, but yeah, there was a reason we didn't get to go see it. But I think it was like Barbenheimer week, but I will be there for... Yes, it was. It was Terrifier Barbenheimer too. week. Uh, yeah, it looks like November 8th. Um, I don't know if it's going to be like a week thing or what the deal is with that, but the, when they re-released the first Terrifier, it was in there for like a week. Uh, either way, very exciting. And I cannot wait. And uh, this is going to be, um, of course, it's yeah. the the Marvel state. Oh, of course it is. Ugh. Uh, but this is going to be to get people ready for Terrifier three coming out next year. So there okay. we go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. We don't we don't know yet. Um, okay. In silly horror news for for the group, Dylan, I don't know if you've seen this, but saw the musical. I have not. Uh, the unauthorized parody of Saw is coming to Off Broadway in like three weeks. Okay. Um, so it will begin performances September sixteenth, twenty twenty three, and in a, a the theater is irrelevant. We're a Houston based podcast, but it's in New York City and it's a Saw based musical. It uh, hilariously captures the events of the first movie, parodying Saw the Saw that started it all. Following from where Lawrence Gordon and Adam uh, Stainheit find each other for the first time in the bathroom trap, will they follow, quote unquote, the rules as they discover each other's secrets? Will they escape the game in time and saw right through a love story with fluidity and lots more fluids? Saw the musical is Little Shop of Horrors meets Avenue Q, pushing the boundaries of sexuality and how to love parental warning, explicit content. No kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I would I would go see that in a heartbeat. That sounds incredible. Yeah. I would love to see this. Um, unfortunately, that's just not an option. I, I don't think they're going to tour it, Dylan. I, I don't think they will. Yeah. Um, anyway, sounds fun. Have you ever gone to any parody, parody musicals or anything like that, Dylan? Like any goofy stage plays? I don't think so, no. Just no, me neither. Real ones. Yeah, same. Lame. I want to see something stupid like Saw the Musical. Uh, maybe it'll Spider-Man. play at the Hobby Center. You don't know. I mean, maybe. maybe. The Saucicle. <laughs> the Saucicle. All right, we do have three trailers this week. Um, one actual horror, one kind of a thriller, and uh, the last one. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is the actual horror movie. It's called Black Mold. Um, it is premiering at Fantastic Fest. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It won the best indie feature at Panic Fest. Um, okay. It's a movie called Black Mold. And the description is around here somewhere. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's, uh, yes, photographer Brooke. And her pal Tanner sneak into abandoned off-limits buildings for the sake of their art and also the adrenaline rush. But when the Daredevil pair breaks into their holy grail, Franklin Hill, a large factory, a large facility with a history, they encounter a dangerously paranoid squatter who holds them captive. Uh, and the trailer just came out uh, two, a couple of days ago. What did you think about the trailer film? Um, I actually thought it looked pretty good. I did too. 
Yeah. For a Every small once in studio. a while, these movies hit, you know, and I'm hoping right. this is one of them. It looks like one of the ones that might hit, you know. Um, this it is looks another like really featured... like professional. It, it's a, it's another say. it's a feature debut for the writer director, uh, John Pata, P A T A. Okay. Um. Yeah, they're calling it um, psychological urban exploration, whatever that means. But I think the trailer looks pretty cool. Go check it out. It's called Black Mold. Okay. My we only, got, yeah. Real quick. My only complaint is that I wish these movies would. I wish they were like able to get sound bites or like little blurbs from legitimate. Not that these sources are legitimate. No, no, no. But I, I was like for some random person. I mean, like it's disgusting, and I like. Can you not send it to a? publication to check it out or mercilessly beautiful says this is the best thing i've ever seen who is this yeah. that doesn't fill me with confidence however the trailer was good so yeah agreed um names that you can sometimes and relatively trust david fincher he's got a new movie coming out for netflix called the killer uh david fincher of course known for several movies like zodiac and seven however he is reuniting with the writer of seven andrew kevin walker for this film so this is the first time they've worked together since Seven, which is obviously a fantastic thriller if you've never seen it. Uh, so The Killer starring Michael Fassbender uh, coming to Netflix on November 10th. And after, quote, after a fatal near miss, an assassin battles his employers and himself on an international manhunt he insists isn't personal. I think the trailer is pretty exciting. Um, I thought it looked pretty fun. And I like David Fincher a lot, generally speaking. Yeah, I thought I really liked. I mean, I don't know much about the like the show or what it's about, other than what you just said. But I thought the editing and the trailer was cool. Um, I like Michael Fassbender. Uh, right. I don't know. It had immaculate vibes. There's not much oh, more yeah. to go on. I think it's it a movie, right? Him. I think so. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. It's also got Tilda Swinton in it, who does not appear in the trailer, and I'm always aboard for anything that that she's in or did she when she was just in disguise we don't know i mean look very well could be but i do love david fincher and this looks great there's a really cool looking retro style poster which seems to be all the thing to do right now like just retro style posters and trailers yeah looks really cool but anyway so coming out on netflix in november november 10th the killer go check it out and here we go the final trailer the non horror well, I don't know what you want to call it. Um, called Slother House. <laughs> Introduces the, yes, you heard that right, sloth, S-L-O-T-H, like the slow critter. Um, introduces Alpha the Killer Sloth in this crazy horror comedy. Um quote, it's senior year for college. It's senior year of college for sorority sister Emily and for the first time ever, Sigma Lambda Theta is having elections for who will be president. Wanting to have a killer year, Emily Young realizes she might just be the best option for her sorority. While beginning her campaign, she finds an adorable sloth that steals her heart. <laughs> who finds a sloth? <laughs> and soon realizes she just might steal the hearts and votes of her sorority sisters. But when the bodies slowly begin to pile up in the Sigma Lambda Theta house, Emily and her and her sorority sisters realize the deaths are being called by the new house ma- caused by the new house mascot, the cuddly sloth Alpha. Will Emily and her sisters escape the house with their lives, or is this death sloth with three razor sharp, sharp claws too quick for them? Uh, yes, this comes out in the theaters nationwide August 30th. Um, I um, love this trailer. It looks so stupid. It, I mean, 
but it hits the vibes for me. It it's it looks great. I don't know, Dylan. What what about you? I agree. I was I saw the uh, screen grab and I was like, oh. bummed that you were making me watch this. Um, but then I don't know. It looks like an actual movie. Some of them just look like they were just made to be. I don't know. I can't explain no, the difference. I know exactly what you mean. It looks like it was made to just fill a time slot. Yeah. Right. This one actually looks funny. It's like, it's a little, I would say it's like closer to Cocaine Bear than like Sharknado. You know what I mean? Right. Like maybe more of an actual movie. What was that? Uh, what was the Meg 2 parody I had you watch last week? Uh, it's like, I don't. Yes. This is closer to, uh, honestly, probably closer to Cocaine Bear than it is to the Meg 2. So take take that for what you will. But I'm but I'm will, excited for it. I will it. actually go see this. I thought it looked really good. It looks August 30th. Like, I don't know what to compare it to. It's in the AMC um, app, Dylan, under the under the coming soon section. Like this is a real movie. It almost feels a little Blumhousey, you know? It does. Like it polished does. stupid. You know what it's, I mean? It's not. So it's from obviously it's from uh, Gravitas Ventures, which I don't know that name. And there's nobody I know in the movie. So And I already love Alpha. The Oh yeah, the tag is in the jungle. She's a beta, but in the slother house, she's an alpha. <laughs> I, Get ready to meet alpha, the killer sloth. That's I love exciting to me. the quote in the trailer of where the guy is like, "Oh my god, it's a total slother house," and they're like, "Oh my god," it's it looks very funny. I'm about it. But anyway, that's gonna do it for uh, my news this week. Let's hear about those tabletop events. Time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and signups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and it's time to talk about the new Star Wars TV series, Ahsoka, from Disney, or on Disney Plus, I should say. And they they release it, they're releasing it on Tuesdays, and they did two episodes last week, and I think one episode this week, but we are recording. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. So uh, spoilers for those first two episodes and probably spoilers for Rebels, but I have not seen Rebels and I don't care about spoilers for Rebels. So uh, I will get spoiled. I don't mind, but you've been warned. All right. Okay. Dylan, have you seen Rebels? I have um, <laughs> seen the like the first season when it came out. Uh, and then yeah. I stopped because I was bored by it, um, but I am now revisiting it. So, okay. Only in season one. Is your answer okay? So Ahsoka first showed up in live action though in what uh, Mandalorian season two, two, and then Boba Fett, and then Boba Fett, 
and we've known there was a solo series coming for a long time and people do love their Ahsoka. So are you an Ahsoka stand, Dylan coming into this? I did watch the Clone Wars growing up. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a stand, but I like Ahsoka a lot. So I've been saying, I feel like we've been talking about this show for like five years. Um, I've been saying this is my most hyped Star Wars show uh, for the longest time. And I know. I feel like we have been talking about this forever. Yeah, I was pretty excited about it. I'm a fan. That's good. Um, yeah, I'm, I have never seen Ahsoka in anything other than Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian season two. I haven't watched any of the Star Wars cartoons. Um, I did read the Ahsoka novel because I was, when they restarted the, the, uh, the fiction continuity, I decided I was going to try to keep up with it. And that included reading the new Ahsoka book, even though I had no idea what was going on. Uh, I don't remember much. I don't remember much about it. So there's that, but it's anyway. no Phasma. No, that Phasma, Phasma book, was, book fun. was so good. Yeah, I liked it. Um, but anyway, so we have two episodes that came out and I will, I'll come straight out and say, I thought they were, they were fun or fine. I should say I enjoyed them, but I feel like, um, they were for people who watched rebels. I feel like there was like I I could follow it. I'm not saying I wasn't able to follow the plot. I'm saying that I feel like I'm watching part two to something. Yeah, it feels like Rebels season five. It had five, it had four seasons initially. Okay. Um, and it ended on a bunch of like question marks for a bunch of characters and sure. Like I feel like we were missing a lot about uh Sabine, Ahsoka herself. Ezra, who they're trying to find, right? Thrawn, um, which I know you know a lot more about Thrawn than I do, right? Um, I have read the old Thrawn novels, but yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I it's what I, prompted me to go back and watch the show. I'm gonna try and like get through the whole thing this time. I found an episode guide that uh removes the fillers. Oh, cool. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna do that. I, I feel like I'll maybe get more out of this show. Nice, yeah, I feel like it's well made, I'm enjoying it. Um, however, I do feel like there's a lot of like emotional moments and things that like definitely are keyed where I'm supposed to go, oh wow. And I just don't, you know what I mean? Because I don't how it, it holds no significance, this lightsaber hilt or you know, yeah, this relic that they're talking about, or what I mean, I know who the Night Sisters are because I've consumed the EU, but I, I assume that's also met, the Night Sisters are also mentioned in Rebels. I assume, but um, I mean that's neat. I always thought the Night Sisters are cool, but I don't know. Yeah, it definitely right. feels like I'm missing a piece of this show. Yeah, there's a big. I feel like there's a difference between understanding and appreciating it. You know, and right. you and I can understand what's happening. Right, I can definitely yeah. understand and follow the plot, but I definitely can also understand when something is referencing something that I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, it feels like, like putting in like season like episode one of season three of something, you know. Right. You're missing the, the context. Right. Yeah. It's like I I mean, if it's well made, it's well made and you can still follow it. But um from what so I can also tell you, um, I know that my my employees are really digging it. My big Star Wars fans, Matt and Monica, are really enjoying it. So and Hyde is kind of met on it. I do know like, that also. Interestingly. What is it what's he met on? Do you know? Um, actually not really. No. Okay. We've been arguing about a specific aspect of this episode, but I don't know like why he's not big on it so far. I think okay. maybe 
some of the characterizations of the rebels characters aren't sure it's really hard to translate i feel like you know that's like yeah i, I wouldn't know task like I, I the characters seem pretty cool to me Hera seems the weakest of the characters that we've seen so far weakest in terms of like i don't have a good grasp on who Hera is agreed yeah um based on this specifically and that can that's all i have to go on right sabine i got sabine no problems there um ahsoka I obviously like sabine. no problem sabine's cool sabine is portrayed portrayed very well on this yeah i thought she was really cool she was a standout for me um what it's funny what hyde and i were arguing about was that i feel like it's like a not like not even a, a question he doesn't think that <laughs> sabine did anything wrong in the sense that of like taking the map out of the ahsoka ship to her little what, house without and, permission yeah i was like literally ahsoka, ahsoka was like, told this you thing no. is very important it needs to stay here and then Sabine was like nah i'm taking it to my unguarded shack <laughs> a shanty if you will <laughs> yeah um anyway yeah ahsoka no i was agree right yeah ahsoka I was right Sabine, she didn't like she wasn't like so bratty that I was like, I can't stand this character, you know? Like it was still empathetic, right. I thought. I thought she was for cool. sure. Um and then yeah, in terms of like translating the characters, like I said, I've only seen a season, but I feel like Rosario Dawson is doing a really good job, even if you don't know Ahsoka at all of like she's super cool, like from jump though. Like she's all like already I'm just in on how cool Ahsoka is. By yeah, she just got the Rosario. it factor. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll say, like, I, I have more complaints to say than positives because I think all of the positives of the show, other than it visually looks pretty good, is that it's all going to be nostalgia stuff that's tied into Rebels. I think a lot of the positive talking points are that. It was like seeing stories continue and all of this stuff. But for me, I don't have that. So I'm going to have some more negative things to say, like... um. I think so far the storytelling, it's only two episodes, so I can't say a ton, but the storytelling has been a little bit um, basic. Yeah. Um, And, but I mean, but uh, that's not necessarily just Ahsoka. I feel like Book of Boba Fett uh, was that way. And Obi-Wan, a lot of the recent Star Wars stuff has been kind of just by the numbers. Yeah, I was watching with Raul, and he's like, "Man, in Star Wars are always looking for like a map." <laughs> I was like, "Good, I guess referencing uh, the Force Awakens, like right." There yeah, always is like, there's always a secret map to find someone who's hiding. It's weird, right? Why does it's that true. exist? Like, and I'm over the. This is like specific, but I'm over the like. I don't know where we've seen it recently, but like the Hellraiser metal puzzle things. Like, I don't, I don't like it anymore. Like it the, the to, puzzle box. It needs, yeah, it needs to end. You've opened my box. Your pain will be legendary or whatever. They're so hard to write because it's always like one person who can just magically decipher it. Right. I don't like buy that ever. Right. Yeah. It's it's like it feels like such a plot device. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah, it's um, it's very outdated. What's hard for me with the plot is like I can't conceptualize or understand why Ezra and Thrawn are like together in a new a secret place. Like there, Ezra's a good guy and Thrawn is a bad guy, and right. I don't really understand. I don't know if they explain that or they don't. I think I'm so missing far. something. I mean, you know? that that could very well be in you know Rebel season four, but 
you know why are the two things that both sides are looking for together doesn't make sense to me hmm. i don't know maybe i would know more if i had seen the, the cartoon but i don't I think so us. i they have a they did an opening crawl yeah you know true. they could have told us there and they didn't <laughs> i don't know i feel like that opening crawl should have been i mean it was fine but i think it would have been cooler to summarize the events of rebels yeah. Not just tell me where we're at. Cause like I I think I am not in the minority here of Star Wars fans who has not watched the cartoons. There's a lot, yeah. I think I think it's not as many as the cartoon fans would have you believe. You know what Agreed. I mean? I know every I know everybody loves Rebels and I know everybody likes Clone Wars. I understand these things. Well, but, they weren't big hits. So right. you're not alone. Uh Chopper was cool. I like Topper, yeah. I just, I'm more invested in the, what I liked most about the plot was like the Ahsoka-Sabine relationship and the like taking her on as her uh, Padawan, you know, kind of, because she's right. Vader's Padawan or you know, Anakin's Padawan. So like trying to be a better master herself. And like, I like that, like, yeah. You know, I like that kind of like struggle. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, that was that anyway. was that was that was really interesting for sure. But they don't um, really explain why she left Sabine. <laughs> I guess I'm excited to figure that out at some point. I, I want to know if that's information that other people know right already. You know, they're like, "You walked away." I'm like, can someone tell me, please? <laughs> right? Why I need it? As you know, please Ahsoka. please don't assume that I've seen Rebels. Yeah, don't assume I'm not an idiot. I need, right? to, I need my hand held. I look, and I'm not gonna go back and watch Rebels uh anytime soon. So maybe you can watch a clip. Um I, yeah, some I need new rock stars to make a little video for me. I haven't I do have a lot of good things to say, but like one more like specific complaint is that like we know that technology they use, the volume, uh, yes. which first in Mandalorian, it's like a circular screen, like a half circle, I guess. And I feel like I can see it. Um, now that I know what it looks like, she's always like in a circle, like scenario, you know, yes. like when, when she was dungeon hunting and like, or tomb raiding, it's always like a circular room. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I don't like that. I want, I want them to like hide it a little bit better. You know, I thought some of the complete set CGI things were a little iffy. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. Like, I think maybe they're getting a little too or or they're they're not updating their style with it from series to series so like it's sort of all right i see the trick now i got it i know how the magic is done yeah i mean but it's still enjoyable least, it doesn't take me out of it though yeah i i feel like at least the show has higher stakes because we don't know what happens to these people you know that's true i mean we know that they're not in future films yeah, but, I mean it. It is low stakes in the sense that we know that they're not going to succeed in a new, in a grand the, scale. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to like mate. They're, they're not going to topple the empire. You know, <laughs> like yeah, but but yeah, it's interesting. Like they're they're in a really weird spot with this with the with these characters, right? Like they're so popular, but they can only take them so far, unless they completely remove them from the the picture and they go somewhere else like i don't know what that would be like i think they should introduce time travel i mean let's go send them to the sequel trilogy era 
It's not that weird. It solves all your problems. It's already Star Wars. I, I mean, you already asked me to believe in the Force. Like, come on. I, yeah, who's to say that you can't time travel? Oh, look, is that Kylo Ren? Exactly. Then they're, everyone's alive in the Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Um, in the current timeline, it'd be fine. So let me ask you, Dylan, before we wrap it up, would you, if we were not doing the podcast, would you continue to watch it? Yes and no. Um, I would, I will watch it at some point, but I'm going to finish Rebels before I, I continue, sure. unless we do, unless we right. do more Yeah, soon, I don't, we but, currently uh, don't know if we're going to be reviewing the rest of the season because we don't always do that. So if I had it my way, I would uh, like, Without the podcast, I would finish Rebels and then come back for episode three of Ahsoka. Nice. What about you? Um, No, probably not. <laughs> like, I like it. It's cool. But like, I don't have any connection to this. It's neat. And eh, you know, I would, you know, no, that's a lie. I would finish it, but I wouldn't be like Tuesday night appointment viewing. Yeah. You know, Um, I would like probably a, wait put it on. I wait till it's done. Work. Yes. Yes. I would probably do that and not even on Wednesday, you know, maybe on Friday, but I anyway, like, I agree, but, but I still think it's probably worth your time. If you're, I mean, although if you're listening to us and you are already potentially inclined to to watch Ahsoka, you've probably already seen it, okay. but for some reason you're waiting three. on us, go, go check it out. Go check it out. It's worth your time. If you like Star Wars, worth but anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.